the Rainmaker Evolution to increase freedom, create momentum, and embrace simplicity in your financial services practice. You're listening to the Rainmaker Evolution podcast with Joel Johnson, certified financial planner, co-founder of Johnson Brunetti, author of The Money Map, and leader of the Rainmaker Evolution Mastermind Group. And now, here's Joel. Hello and welcome to another Rainmaker Evolution podcast. What I'm going to be doing today is going through a question that a lot of people had back in the last meeting that we did, and that is how to increase the effectiveness of associate advisors. Uh, And quite frankly, either increase the effectiveness of the associate advisors or even buying books Um, buying books of financial advisory businesses or just buying books of advisors. So let me hit the first one first. How do we increase the effectiveness of associate advisors? First of all, be measuring your associate advisors. Uh, Be very careful about just trusting them with their numbers. Make sure you have somebody else measuring their numbers. The way we measure our numbers for associate advisors is every new appointment they see, how many do they close? And then secondarily, uh, what is the size of the case that they're closing? Um, We do not, I shouldn't say that, we do very little screening of who's going to see who. The only person we have a minimum on is Eric. We want Eric seeing $1 million plus clients or people that identify with either $1 million plus or don't put down what assets they have. Those tend to be the better prospects. Um, either one million plus or people that don't put down their assets. Quite frankly, if I went somewhere, I would underestimate my assets. So you have to be a little careful about this. But other than that, we really don't screen. All the advisors pretty much share the same opportunity. With that said, then I want to know out of every new prospect that we put in front of them, how many they make clients. Now, we have two advisors I can think of right now that have approximately the same percentage of people that they make clients out of every new person they see, but one has a much smaller case size than the other. Part of that is because the person with the smaller case size is younger, probably doesn't have as much of a relationship with money personally as the person uh, that is an older person. Also, the younger person uh, that has a little bit of a lower uh, case size, it hasn't been with us for very long. So that could be part of it. But why do I know this? Because I measure closing ratios and I measure the approximate size of the cases, commissions per client, all of that type of thing. Once I've got my measurement, then the question is, how do I increase the effectiveness of the associate advisors? First of all, the number one way to increase their effectiveness is have them sit in in meetings with either you or one of your most productive associate advisors. Again, if you have more than one associate advisor, that kind of builds accountability into the team. But have them sit in meetings, even if they're a veteran, have them sit in meetings with you at least once a month. And they're going to see how you talk to clients. They're going to see the cases that you develop, the way you design cases and so on. And what I like to do is I like to have them set in on a full cycle of a meeting. That means they see the green appointment or the first appointment with a prospect. They see all the follow-up appointments. They see what eventually became a sale. Or if you don't make a sale, you can discuss with them uh, why you didn't make the sale in your opinion. So I think that's a huge way to increase the effectiveness of the associate advisors. Uh, Quite frankly, for most of you, you're not filling their calendars completely, so they do have time to do this. And if they're far away, you know, I can think of Reed Johnson down in Dallas, uh, and some of his advisors are far away, but make it mandatory for them to drive up, leave their house real early one morning, drive up and spend the morning. 
um, with you. If Reed can do it, uh, the rest of you can do it because Reed's guys are pretty far away and he's doing great. So, um, so that's one way to increase the effectiveness of your associate advisors. The other thing that I would have them do is read sales books. I mean, the basic old sales books, Brian Tracy, Tommy Hopkins, um, all of those techniques that we learn from basic selling. And I, I'm talking about basic selling. I'm not talking about some highbrow you know, RIA developed uh, by a bunch of CFPs, best practices selling. I'm talking about just the raw guts of selling. Find out what what makes somebody tick, um, identify their needs, make sure they agree on their needs, and then sell them what they want to answer their needs. Also, and sell them what they need, but sell them what they're asking for. Um, make them clients in the easiest way possible. You can always go back six months later and get other assets. So that's another big way to increase the effectiveness of associate advisors is teach them to just make somebody a client and do small transactions. Once they get in the habit of doing small transactions, uh, they will be much better at the bigger transactions. So what have we talked about so far? We've talked about measuring the advisors. Uh, we've talked about having them set in in meetings. Um, we've talked about uh, having them just have the attitude that I just want to make somebody a client. I don't have to get all their assets. One of the ways to do that, by the way, is to find the pain point. So when you're going through or when your associate advisors are going through the fact finder and they, you know, the person says, well, I've got a 401k at JP Morgan, you can say, well, do you like that account? Do you like the advisor on that account? Oh, I don't have an advisor on that account. Really? You know, they don't always have to say anything. They can just ask questions. Um, if they say they like that account, on the next one, do you like this account? Do you like the advisor on the account? Have them go through all of those. What you might find is you've got an account that they don't like or you've got an account where they don't like the advisor and you can take over that account. Find the easiest sale for those associate advisors. I think that the key here is don't worry about the amount of commissions they're generated in the beginning. Get them in the habit of bringing in new clients. The other thing that I think some of you do that is a real mistake is you uh, screen appointments. And I, I don't know if I mind screening appointments for yourself. Um, so if somebody wants an appointment, they come in from a seminar, they call from the radio program, and you're doing a little fact finder on the phone, or somebody is, and then you might say to the people, well, I don't think you're a good fit for the firm. Bring those people in to see your associate advisors. Why not? Most of them aren't busy enough anyway. Let them try to get a small transaction or at least get used to doing more and more meetings. A huge way to increase the effectiveness of your associate advisors is get them seeing more people. Uh, and this is a great way, which is just don't screen their appointments. Uh, I think until you're loading them up with 10 new people a week that they're seeing, uh, I, and I don't mean scheduled at the beginning of the week, I mean that they're seen, which is challenging to do, but 10 new people a week that they're seen, then why not give them more people? Give them people that you don't seem to be, you don't think are qualified or that you wouldn't see. So again, that's another way of increasing the effectiveness of your financial advisors. Last but not least, I think I would dig into my Rainmaker book and show them the chart called Stay in Your Box. It was in the first meeting we ever did, and I think it was in sub, sub subsequently to that. But the concept of staying in your box is anytime you're in an appointment with a client, just try to get the next step. So if you're in the opening appointment, you're trying to identify the pain, get them to admit there's pain get them to agree that they want you to fix it, and then get the second appointment. Uh, the step in the second appointment in our process is ACATing the money um, without talking about product, getting them to buy you. So the idea is you're not going to a product sale in the first appointment ever. 
um, you're going for that second appointment. The second appointment, you're getting them to try to make a commitment. If you can't, then you have them come in for the third appointment, again, to try to make a commitment. Don't jump way ahead. Um, you might want to have a little something that shows the uh, how it looks if they work with your firm, but that's just sort of an afterthought in those appointments. Stay in your box. At the seminars, don't be selling product. Just sell the first appointment and tell stories about a clients that you've helped. So if you can get your advisors to stay in their box, uh, that will help them. I think one of the main things with immature advisors and newer advisors is they get way too into details. They get into details of investment strategy. They might get into details of somebody's statement that they're being shown and what's wrong with the statement. Don't do any of that. Uh, you can just ask questions. You can make little facial uh Expressions. If you see an account you don't like without saying anything, but don't let them get into a lot of details. Um, one of the things, if you watch the role play that Eric and I did in Chicago, I think it was the second year of June in Chicago, so it was, would have been uh, year two, um, meeting number two, uh, you'll notice he doesn't get into hardly any details until we have the people's money. Then, of course, he gets into the disclosures and everything. So hopefully that'll affect, uh, that'll increase your effectiveness of your associate advisors and maybe even give you a few sales tips. Um, I'm going to continue to do podcasts going through some of these questions. Um, but again, you know, keep these advisors trained. Make them sit in meetings with you. Make them follow the process. If they can't follow the sales process, get rid of them because it's not hard to find people that will follow your process and be grateful that you're putting them in a situation where they can make a quarter million dollars or more per year if you just feed them the leads, process all their business, manage their calendars, and let them go see people. They won't leave you if you give them that value proposition. Uh, until next time, have a great uh, Thanksgiving. If you get this before Thanksgiving, I believe you will. And uh, also, if you have uh, questions for me, please feel free to call me. You'll be getting the, the email talking about Rainmaker Groups next year and the schedule and so on. Uh, we're going to go back to Dallas, um, so that's nice and easy. And we'll have one event up here at my office. Uh, as usual, don't be a knucklehead. Run everything you use through compliance. Anything I've said, um, I'm not responsible for your own compliance. You need to run that through your compliance people. Have a great day.